Welcome to the plan. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. That's why this podcast exists. We want you to win. And in order to win, you're going to have to bring something to the table. You're going to have to bring a heavy hammer. You're going to have to bring some leverage. You're going to have to be, you're going to have to want you for more than just your talent. And that's what we're here to teach. It's why we called it the climb, creating leverage in the music business, C-L-I-M-B. See what we did there? See what we did there? Awesome, right? I know. It's my <laughs> buddy. It's my buddy and my genius friend, Mr. Brent Baxter who's also my co-host. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And Brent helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, how you do biz like a pro. And not only that, but he helps connect you to the pros directly. When you're ready to pull that trigger, he's going to get you the people that can move the needle for you. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They help you find your sound and they help you grow your audience so you can become the artist that everybody loves and so you can get paid. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That's production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Uh, Welcome, brother. How are you? Welcome to episode 100. Happy 100th episode, buddy. I'm so stoked. That's right. This is awesome. So th- uh, thank everybody for listening and for, because uh, we'd have quit a long time ago if nobody's listening. That's right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Johnny and I can meet and not hit record and we can say more. It's right. <laughs> he didn't have to watch his language. Um, Which is like exhausting for me. And, right. And I can just be on the phone in the car while I'm driving somewhere. I don't have to sit the house and do this stuff. So if you weren't listening, we wouldn't be, we'd still be talking, but you wouldn't, you know, anyway, thank you. I got I got to tell you a quick story real quick. I yes. was uh, last weekend, I was down in Jacksonville, Florida and bar frog, Randy Barber and I just uh, signed a new, a new artist. They're called lonely highway. They're really cool. These five kids, man, it's really nostalgic for me because these kids been in a band. I don't think one of them's over the age of 24. Mm-hmm. they've been in a band f- together for five years. They all grew up together, you know, cool. so they're thick as thieves, man. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to get over on any, like, uh-uh, they're family. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, the singer and the uh, guitar player and main songwriter are brothers and their parents were at the show and dad's a preacher, right? mm-hmm. you know, and mom uh, it works with dad at the church and they have the, their flock and all that stuff. And, and so it was hysterical because I'm having this amazing conversation with them after their show was done. They had a mm-hmm. go down there and ran, I, Randy, I went down there to see it. And, and, uh, we were just having this great conversation going back and forth. And I started laughing. I'm like, oh, I'm trying so hard not to cuss in front of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it and real. they just laughed. The dad hugged me. He's like, Johnny, I like you. Man. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying so hard not to cuss. <laughs> I know you're a preacher. <laughs> He got a he got a kick out of that. That was that's funny. funny. Right? They're the that's they're funny. the best. All those kids got killer parents, man. And that's good. So to bring them on, but anyway, that just made me think of that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
so what are we doing today? We got, well, this is kind of a cool little episode. We just have some quick fun here. Yeah, we thought we'd shake it up for episode 100. Uh, so you guys were going to share uh, some little known facts about us that hopefully are interesting and stupid. And then we're going to do kind of an altitude check on our climb and just and kind of check in, see where we put kind of a stake, you know, flag on a mountain in, in the past year and uh, celebrate that a little bit. And then we have an exciting announcement that is definitely relevant for uh, several of you out there that we want you to know about. Uh, so we'll be wrapping up with that. So hopefully, you know, maybe a little shorter episode. We're going to try to keep it tight, keep it going, uh, make a good one. And then we're just, you know, going to call it 100 and, and hopefully uh, start working on the next 100. That's right. That's right. So, hey, before we get started, Brent, you're going to start. Um, before we get started, uh, if you haven't joined the Climb community on Facebook, please do so. Search for Climb Community on Facebook. We, you need to be... Um, we have to request to be let in. It's a private group. We will let everybody who requests to come in, in. And, uh, and if you are bad little boys and girls, you are essentially requesting to be shown the door and we will, we're happy to do that too. We will but, roadhouse you. That's right. <laughs> we'll roadhouse you. <laughs> I love thing. making stuff into verbs, man. That's so much fun. <laughs> that's great, yeah. We'll roadhouse you. And uh, so, uh, but good information going on there. We answer every question that uh, in sometimes at length to people that ask. And what's really awesome is that the community helps each other. And so we're real proud of that. Everybody's, uh, hey, I had this happen. I tried this. I tried that. We liked one of those uh, comments so much, we turned it into a darn podcast episode with Mr. Jonathan Cochran, who testified mm-hmm. about his, you know, following our lead there on the YouTube strategy and how that's benefited him. So, uh, and if you like this stuff, please share it. Tell a friend. If it's helping you, it can help some other people. So spread the love around. We got a reputation. Spread it around. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, leave a rating and review. Um, not finally, two more things, but one, leave, leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you uh, l- let us know what you think about it, other people, it's going to make us legitimate when you leave a, a five-star rating and review. And uh, not for nothing, we'll read it on the air. We'll make you famous and subscribe. That's the last thing. Subscribe to it. It goes automatically in your phone. It's magic every Tuesday. It's a thing. There it is. And you can do whatever you do, your drive into work or your workout or whenever you listen to us, that's what you can do there. So that's exciting. Yeah. Climb while you drive, climb while you walk your dog. That's right. Climb while you want to work at your cubicle. There so, you go. <laughs> all right. Uh, don't climb while you write songs because you really can't pay attention to both. But uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to start. So uh, I have some, and Johnny and I have not talked about this. I told him the general topic. And, but I refuse to tell him more because I want to tell him now. <laughs> I know I'm dying to hear about this. So, okay. Well, first of all, wait, you're going to tell yes. about some, some, uh, a climb win? Uh, well, why don't we first? do the, the stupid stuff and then we'll do our climb wins and then we'll do our announcement. Okay, go Let's ahead. Let's go from the stupid to the more relevant. Right. So, my, my unknown <laughs> fact is I was a guest on the Maury Povich show in college. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. I was a guest. I was on the stage. I was in segments. I was in a tie. I was in khakis, a tie in New York City on the Maury Povich show. Okay, so stage. right now, hold on. We're going to take a tally. Like, like, we should make a contest out of this. Do you think he was the <laughs> right. father or not the not father? Not the father. <laughs> you are the dad or you are not. This How is before. This okay, so this is before Maury got into like straight paternity land. All right, this is when he was still. It was a talk show, you know. So, all right, so I am a teak. So that's my college fraternity, Tau Kappa Epsilon, at Arkansas State. And so there's some backstory on this. So um, Elvis was an honorary member of our chapter. 
Uh, oh. So he's a teak brother of mine, like, you know, so we're, we're teak brothers with Elvis, with Elvis, man. Yeah. Cool. So I came like 900 members later. Um, so anyway, our chapter shut down uh, right before I got there. I was one of the refounding fathers of my chapter along with some of my good buddies and, or, well, they became my good buddies. Most of them I didn't know before then, but uh, Elvis had been you know, initiated back in the sixties. He's already famous. They went to Graceland. They initiated and made an honorary like man of the year. They did the whole like full on initiation. He got the handshake and all that stuff. And uh, so, but the, the, you know, we'd heard pictures of, you know, his, his signature on uh, our membership scroll and it was left-handed because he broke his right hand playing flag playing like touch football with Ricky Nelson or something. And <laughs> that there were these pictures from that night. There's really cool Elvis fraternity member stuff that no one knew about really. And so, but it was in a safety deposit box somewhere. Nobody knew where it was because it got lost in the transition of the chapters and stuff. And finally, one of our, one of our members, Sean Mangrum, uh, had some, he was a local boy there. So he knew some people at bank. They finally found it. It had been like, it wasn't in the computer. It had been misfiled. The paper file had been misfiled, but we found the safety deposit box. I was chapter president at the time. And so we paid, we had the box drilled. So we go to the bank the guy's like, because no one had the key. You know, I remember opening it up. It was like Indiana Jones, right? You open up, you see all these scrolls in there, these membership scrolls. And open it up. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking at the 300s, and I find, you know, Beta Psi chapter, you know, scroll number 318, Elvis Aaron Presley, in oh. left-handed, messy signature. And we found the black and white eight by tens of that night of the guys at Graceland, you know, with the initiation and stuff. And we're like, that's so cool. So we've, and that was, uh, it was uh, January seventh, uh, I think, when we did that. Or we anyway, it came out like in the papers, you know, local boys found Elvis trivia, whatever, and comes out like right around his birthday, right? Because that might be the only left handed signature by Elvis, but. very rare. And this this plays into yeah. it, so okay. um, anyway, See, so it got, it, it got in the papers, <laughs> it got picked up by the Associated Press, which by the way, they call me Brent Barter. <laughs> so there's your, there's your fake news right there, don't trust the mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> you take it from me, Mr. Brent Barton. That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so anyway, a couple months later, we get a call like, hey, this is Richard Vigilio with the uh, Maury Povich show. You know, and he's calling me is because I'm still chapter president. And of course, my first thought is a daytime talk show calls a fraternity. I want nothing to do with this. This cannot be good, right? <laughs> Somebody good did well. something. <laughs> I don't know nothing. We didn't do nothing. No, English. no yeah, English. Exactly. <laughs> but it was about, they were doing a show about people that found lost treasures. And uh, they're like, dude, Elvis, Elvis sells, baby. Tell me your story. So yeah. I told him a story. He called some other people, told a story. And so Sean Mangrum and I ended up going up to New York and they had us as one of the guests on the show. So you had like this guy that found, uh, and he's kind of a treasure hunter, lives down in Boca Raton, Florida, who uh, found like one of the oldest accurate maps of the world, like the, the, one of the oldest ones that had latitude and longitude lines on it at a Salvation Army thrift store. Wow. That it was for sale there and no one knew what it was. And he went and was like, oh my gosh, I know what this is. You know, right. he had this, this girl also from Arkansas actually that had found, um, uh, like somebody was doing a, like a canned food drive and somebody was house sitting for these people and they just gave them some cans out of the pantry. turns out one of them was like a little safe that right. the family put some like jewels and stuff in as a safe, like in the pantry, in the food pantry, right. it looks like a Campbell soup can. Right. Somebody gave it to the food pantry. <laughs> the, the, no, they were house sitting. They didn't know. They was just it gave anonymous? Some, 
well, what happened was this girl ended up getting it from like the food pantry or some, something like that. It was like, what's going on here? And can't get it open. Finally opens it up. And it's like the Rolex in there. And she's like, oh my gosh. Anyway, ended up finding the people who returned it, but they gave her some money just for a reward. But anyway, so it was various people on there. And so anyway, they flew me and Sean up to New York. We flew into Newark and I'm like, oh my gosh, look, I'm in the big city. Uh, I'm totally going to pile. <laughs> and uh, so we, we fly, we stay down at Lowe's downtown Manhattan. And the next morning we, you know, I'm getting my makeup done and I'm, I'm, you know, talking to the country while I'm trying to be nice to everybody. So I'm trying to have a conversation with the makeup ladies. They're talking to each other. They ignore me the whole time. I'm like, so first time. Don't okay. talk to the talent. Demand. Don't, yeah. don't talk to the makeup ladies. They do not care. They're not supposed and, to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they get fired. <laughs> they ignored me completely. I'm, yeah. I'm not talent. Anyway. So yeah, we did the, we did the show. We, um, but I told Sean, I was like, dude, if they put either one of us in like in a soundproof booth, we ain't coming out. They're about to jump us with something. I'm not. If they get a booth where I can't hear what's going on, no. That means it's a girl. I'm, I'm running and back. To, I'll find my own way back to Arkansas. Thank you very much. I'll hitchhike or something. And we got chapters all between here and Arkansas State. Brothers I got places to stay. Brothers, brothers will look out for brothers. Right. I'm not getting hijacked. I'm not getting ambushed. But That's anyway, awful. thankfully, it was not an ambush. We did the show. And there was like 1997. And so it came out that summer and, you know, that was my, one of my first like little 15 minutes of fame with people locally. Tell me the story again again on Maury Povich. I was like, tell Connie Chung. I said, Hey, they were married, or I guess <laughs> still right. are married, but what's up? What's, anyway, up, with Connie? what's, what's up? up? Tell Connie. I said, what's up? <laughs> so anyway, that was my, uh, my national TV exposures. I was on the Maury Povich show and I was not the father because there was no child, oh, but I was the brother of Elvis. That's a great story. Anything with Elvis, story. baby. Uh, okay, so that's so, my randomness. What's yours? Uh, it has to do with national TV shows too. Well, there we go. We didn't talk about these ahead of time. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, uh, you know that, remember that really, I think, I think to this date, it's still the most popular. Um, Girls uh, Gone Wild. What do they call it? The uh, most popular reality TV show ever. Okay. I think I, I, the most successful, maybe. Were you uh, the naked guy in Survivor season one? It's called Blind Date. You ever see that? <laughs> I think I have seen that. Yeah. Late uh, at I, night. Was, I was episode 106. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, man. So <laughs> I, we I, both I, sound shady. I was on Blind yeah. Date. I was on Mort Povich. <laughs> well, I got sold is what happened. And it was, it was really kind of funny because, um, I mean, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just share this. Um, so I, I was driving back from Phoenix because I, I was in, doing stuff in the electronics industry, driving back mm-hmm. from Phoenix, and, and it's a six-hour drive. I get in. It's a Tuesday night. My buddy's like, hey, we're all going. There's this uh, taco place in Malibu that had Taco Tuesday or whatever. It was a bar in Malibu that had Taco Tuesday, and it was like packed, right, with I'm single as all get out, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll be there. I need a drink. Right? And so I'm there, and this honey baby comes up to me out of nowhere, and she's like, you should be on my TV show. <laughs> now, You're like, here's, here's what you your to, house. Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, of course, my mind's going crazy. Yeah. But um, this is uh, before it ever aired. Okay, so the show had never aired. I'd never seen the show. It didn't even exist at this point. Wow. They had You're about 100 120 episodes in. episodes in the can. Because remember, each episode is like 
um, like a half hour, right? Yeah. So, and, and they were every day that they had them on. It wasn't once a week, right? Okay, so, yeah. so they had 120 episodes in the can before the first one ever even aired. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm relatively certain that it hadn't even aired before I saw it. I certainly wasn't aware of it. So, and this is, I mean, before I met my, my, uh, what would become my ex-wife. Like she was in TV. So I, I, I know nothing about TV. Right. So, um, I'm just like, I'll be on your TV show. <laughs> she goes, well, you won't be on it with me. I'm the producer. And I'm just like, Oh, well that's a bummer. Cause you know, like, yeah. she goes, but I mean, it's only honey babies, only hot girls. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're going to be on TV. I'm like, what's it called? And she's like, it's called blind date. And she goes, look, here's the deal. We're going to pay you to go out. We're going to pay you to go out with a honey baby and, and, and have some fun. You're You're like, this can't be legal. And I, yeah, I'm just thinking this is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. So, um, I'm like, yeah. So she gives me a card. So I'm a little nervous. So back in the day, I'm just gonna be straight up with you. I used to smoke a lot of weed, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't anymore, (laughs) but back in the day I did. So I didn't know what the heck was going on. Right. So I, you know, I smoke a little weed and I go to this, uh, this uh, interview to see, like, I figure like it's an audition, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know the show, right? So they put yeah. a camera on you and I knew like they do camera auditions and screen tests or what, I don't know how it's working, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm on there and they're asking me all kinds of questions and this and that and the other thing. And, and uh, I don't know that they're actually filming this to be <laughs> on the air. It's yeah. going to be on the air, man. I have, no idea. And, um, and so, uh, you ever see Jim Carrey in, um, me, myself and Irene? Yeah. I've seen part of that. Yeah. Okay. You know that way he takes the medication and it makes his mouth real dry. This don't smoke weed kids. Okay. Cause this, like, my mouth is so dry. <laughs> I got white crap on the corner of my mouth and I'm just like, I'm trying to answer questions. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> anyway, so I, then they're like, okay, well, we'll be in touch with you. I figured that's probably the end of it, right? Because I probably screwed this up six ways from Sunday. So um, then uh, they call me back like the next day and they're like, uh, hey, listen, can you can you go out tomorrow? Can you Can you go on a date tomorrow? And I'm like, well, yeah, but someone's got to tell me how this thing works, you know, yeah. and they're like, here's the deal. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. You're going to sign a contract. We own you for eight hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay for the date. We're going to, we, we decide where you're going to go. We put all that together for you. You don't have to worry about anything. If you go out and you totally love this chick and you guys have a great time, it's great TV, right? If you go mm-hmm. out and you totally hate this chick, it's great TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but that's the deal. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, so I agree to it. So, uh, I, in, so this time I just had a couple of cocktails because now I know I'm going to be on TV. I, I don't know yet. Still, still not aware that what I did was recorded, right? Like, and, and gonna yeah, be, you're like, oh, okay, now I can totally reinvent myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oof, good thing no one to see that. So I got a couple of cocktails. And so then the producers are there describing to me, okay, here's the deal. We're going to go pick up the girl. And, uh, and I'm thinking like in my head, I'm thinking like supermodel, right? Like, yeah. it's like the bar set high by this oh, yeah. chick that hit me up. You're like, if that's a producer. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is, this is a deal. Like, this is gonna be awesome. California, baby. (laughs) So I brought my guitar with me and I asked the producer, I'm like, I got my guitar with me in case, you know, you guys want me to sing and they roll their eyes like, whatever. And I'm like, all right, I'll just take this with me because I'm like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. And, um, giving you options. Right. And so they go, they go and, and, uh, and they're like, okay, here's the deal. Like you can, we're going to pay for everything on the dinner, like everything like that. We, you're going to get paid just for going on the date. Uh, and you can drink as much as you want to drink. But if you have one drink, you can't drive, right? I've already had a couple. <laughs> yeah. But I don't tell them that, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, clearly not inebriated or anything, but I've had a couple cocktails. And, um, and they're like, uh, but then you'll just follow in the cab. So the cab that always is in that car is actually the crew car. That's a crew mm. minivan. And they just slap like these magnetic cab signs on the side. Yeah. Like a cab cheaper, yeah. Riding around with the cab with the crew, and the camera's already in there. So, um, so I go to pick up this girl. I go knock on the door to pick her up, and dude, like, wah, 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 not supermodel. Um, I just was like, so right off the bat, I'm like, oh man, she had a, like a really bad haircut. I mean, I sound like evil, but I was ex- yeah, I was expecting like this amazing right, thing, yeah. you know. And it was just like, wow. And she just her energy kind of creeped me out a little bit right up right off the bat. So here we go. We're on a date for the next eight hours. They own me, right? Mm-hmm. So she puts on her thing like, I love rollerblading, and I had done that too. And, and I was uh, by far not an expert rollerblader. Yeah. I was mediocre. Dude, she couldn't rollerblade, man. So <laughs> like going down Melrose Avenue by all the shops, and, and I'm like, there's like 10 different times I almost busted my butt because she can't stand up with this stuff. And I'm like, why did you tell them you could do this? You know? And she's like, and one of the things they tell you, one of the things they tell you is like, you can't be a, um, you, are you trying to be an actor or on TV? Cause we don't want those. And I'm like, no, I'm in the electronics industry. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. good. She's trying to be an actress. Right. Yeah, so, course, yeah. so, so the whole first part of the, the, the date she's, have you ever seen the Brady bunch where like, there's this one scene where, where Greg and Marsha are, are getting over on the rest of the family. And, and Marsha's like, well, whatever do you mean, Gregory? And she's like, totally like overacting yeah. the whole thing. That's yeah. this girl. And I'm like, in the first hour, I'm just like, this is torture. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna be able to hang with this because she's so fake, right? Yeah. And, and, uh, and she was just trying to be so cool. So then we go into the Star of India, this uh, Indian restaurant right on 
Melrose. And I'm not a big fan of Indian food. It just mm-hmm. doesn't work for me. But I'm like, oh, this is where we're going. Okay. I'm yeah. So, so, so they asked to take the drink order. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have a tall cocktail and two shots. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. You know, and she's like, oh, I don't drink. And I was like, oh, no. You know? Yeah. This is terrible. But I'm being like a smart ass the whole time. Right? Yeah. So I'm, it's funny. So I'm keeping it really funny. This girl's loving me. She won't stop touching me. And it was so ridiculous. I'm saying this because like it was so apparent to the producers of the show that when they aired it, there was like a ticker up on the <laughs> And every time she would touch me like, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> and so I think she's like really liking me because I'm so over her. Like it's just a yeah. simple energy thing it had nothing to do with me but i was just like so disappointed with this whole thing she can't rollerblade she's trying to act like she just not like it just kept going wrong so then um the guy's like well look we got a little time between this dinner thing and this next thing we're gonna go do i guess bring out the guitar <sighs> whatever and i'm yeah. like oh all right so it just so happened like two days before i wrote this song called carolina mm-hmm. and her name was caroline right so i'm like oh. Awesome. How how fortuitous, right? Yes. So I start singing that song. Dude, she starts crying. Like she's (laughs) she starts (laughs) She's a good actress. She can cry on command. And these guys are like zooming in on her for that. And then like, oh, play another one. Play another one, dude. That was awesome. Like then they're loving me right now. I can't put the guitar down. And it's like what first you're rolling your eyes. Now you can't stop letting me go. Right. It was the weirdest thing, dude. (laughs) And we ended up um we ended up uh, getting velvet roped at this club. I'm with the television crew, right? And we're supposed mm-hmm. to walk in and we get velvet roped. Like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, who has this setup? This is like totally, like, yeah. it's not, not as organized as you think it is. You know what I mean? It's not <laughs> right. it's at all glamorous, dude. It's such a hot mess. And so at the end of the night, I'm supposed to take her back and to, to her apartment. I, t- I take her back to her apartment. And before I go up there, like, okay, before you go say goodnight to her, dude, like, and they want that final interview, right? And I'm mm-hmm. I'm pissed at them. Like, <laughs> I'm like, this is the biggest mess that I have ever been in, right? Like, yeah. like she's, she's, she, she's trying to be an actor. Like, everything you, you told me not, I played by the rules on this one. Except right, yeah. Except for the drink. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but, uh, but that, none of that worked out. You can't get me in the club. Like, this is happening. This is happening. Like, you know, come on. And so I'm like, and I, honest to God, I, I wasn't vibing from her. I wasn't vibing from her. And I didn't, I felt bad about saying that, you know, but I was just being honest, right? Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to date her again. But this girl at the end of the, well, while we're trying to get into that club, she's like, we should really go out. You know, we should get our number. And I'm like, I think they're calling us right now. We should be <laughs> <laughs> So dude, so it gets worse. Okay. So I go up there and the only thing I'm thinking is I got to kiss her goodnight because my boys are going to be watching this on TV. So All right, I got to get a kiss. Yeah. You know? So I get a kiss, you know, it's awesome. And she does the whole fake thing. She's like, oh, no, I don't think I can do that. I'm like, oh, and then she kissed me, you know, I'm like, okay, yeah. here we go. So um, here's the deal. So at the end of all this, like fast forward to like a, three months later, four months later, something like that, this show's a big, huge, massive hit. Mm-hmm. And they're having this big recruiting party to bring in more talent to, to, for the show. Yeah. Like our show, because it was like really funny, was put on, like it was always in Sweeps Week, like our show. Oh, so we, awesome. we had a lot of spins on. So they invite the former people like to come out to this party and kind of be there so that other people who've seen you can, you know what I mean? You're at this like in this mm-hmm. Hollywood club or whatever. <laughs> so I'm there. And I come walking down with this new chick that I'm dating. And who's freaking sitting behind the desk checking people into this party is the Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, 
what? This nightmare doesn't end. And she's like, oh, hey, Johnny. Yeah, I work for them now. Like after that show, I ended up working for them. I'm like, you can be kidding me. She goes, guess what my first job was? I'm like, no. She goes, editing our episode. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, is that why I came off that way? Yeah. Oh, that's the scariest thing ever. Date somebody and they get to edit your episode. Oh, dude. Oh, well, I mean, man. I listen. They, like, they, like the better show prevailed or whatever because I they made me look really good on there. And we, I mean, we we had a good time. Like, mm. but it just it it after a couple hours she lightened up and and stopped acting. And then yeah. it was a lot more fun. But the first two or three hours, dude, I'm talking like eight hours. Right? We still got five hours to go <laughs> the first three hours. And I'm like, good Lord, this is going to, this is going to take forever. You know, like I, this isn't bar- I don't know what's going to happen on TV. Like, what did I get myself into? Like I was tripping. Anyway, that was it. That was my random fact. Well, it's good to know that we're, <laughs> we're both doing high class television. Hey, nothing but the best. Nothing but the, the best climbers. from Johnny and Brent. <laughs> Climbing out of the gutter. That's all all, right, and that's episode 106? Yeah, I can't, I can't find it, man. I've tried oh. to find it. I can't find it on, um, on, um, on YouTube on. or anything like that. So I, I, mean, I don't know if they have an archive or whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't tried very hard, but I, I know it's not right. on YouTube. Let's put it that way. Okay. They don't that's, have whole episodes up there. Maybe it's on Hulu or something. But. That's too bad because I would look that up immediately. Dude, it was- that changes. If anybody out there in Climbline can find video evidence of this, <laughs> please link it up in the Climb Community yeah, right. Facebook group because I will <coughs> I will sing your praises. So yeah. I would okay. really appreciate that. All right. That's awesome. All right. So there we go. Some, we didn't really know about each other. There you go. All right. Well, let's do a climb and altitude check real quick. We'll just uh, just want to share uh, kind of one win we've had over the past year, over you know the 100 episodes we've been on. Yeah. And we'll trade off on those. So mine uh, that I want to share is I'm thankful that uh, I had a song of mine that I wrote with Brandon Kinney. Uh, it's called a song called Armadillo. Yes. Hey, yes. I'm Armadillo. That's I'm country, dang that. it. You know that's country. You got a song called Armadillo. That's country is a cotton ball. Exactly. So um, between the country girl's toes and she's doing her nails on my dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Brandon and I wrote the song called Armadillo, which actually the demo was sung by Red Marlowe, who, at, well, it'd be over by now, but he made the top four of the voice that's on right now. So I don't know how this is going to turn out, but he sang our demo. Oh, so cool. Thank you. thank you, Red Marlowe. Congratulations on making the top four. I hope you win and I'll call you. No. Um, but anyway, so it got cut by a Texas artist named Junior Gordon, and he took a top 10 on the Texas regional radio chart. So that was fun to get spun. And now I don't live in Texas. I live in Tennessee, so I never heard it on the radio, but I know it was on there because I saw the charts. And so that was, that was kind of my, my climb win. Uh, one of my wins for the year was just, you know, getting another song on the radio, kind of getting a different audience and cracking a little different market. And hopefully I'll follow up on that some and 2018 and, and see if there's some other Texas boys who want to cut my songs and Maybe put on the radio. Top 10s in 2018 for you, brother. That's what I wish. So that, Hey, works for me. Works that's for me. My, so that was mine. Wish. So thank you, Junior Gordon for cutting Armadillo and thank you, Texas radio for spending it enough to put in the top 10. I appreciate it. So that's what's your, what's your climb win? What's your altitude check? My altitude check is 2017. Uh, I, I teamed up with uh, Randy Barber from Bar Frog, who's a label services company where you're uh, essentially doing the marketing arm of that whole label services company. So a label services company is like a record label, except they don't, it's the artist's money, right? But it's mm-hmm. all the same service. And we got all indie artists now top, we got five artists in the top 45. Um, That's awesome. Uh, on like the secondary, music, 
radio charts on the music row charts. And what that is, is like, instead of Nashville, it's Bowling Green, like they're, they're cities. Some of them are really tiny, but some of them are sizable cities. They're just not made. They're not what called our P1 or primary markets. They're Mm -hmm. called secondary markets. So there's still lots of people in those cities and, um, uh, it's good, really good for the artists. And we got, I mean, it's all spins. It's the same game as P1. It's Mm -hmm. just a radio, you know, like, uh, uh, and, and they play different stuff than what the primary radio stations play because that's how they compete, right? Mm-hmm. That's how they compete for listenership because uh, you can certainly listen to Nashville radio from Bowling Green and you can listen to Bowling Green radio from Nashville, but they're playing independent artists and stuff along with the major. Keith level. Urban's and Tim McGraw's yeah. and that stuff, yeah. Exactly. So we got five artists in the top 45, which is a big deal. That means that in, in a lot of those, we had uh, an, amount, uh, an incredible amount of influence over the song, um, sometimes the production and mm-hmm. certainly the marketing with um, not only with their social media and everything that we're up to and digitally, but also, um, you know, we, we were all, it, it was Barfog that, that pushed it all on the radio. So the only entities that, that did more than that, I believe, uh, and we actually had four artists on it for a number of weeks together in the top 60 and then the top 50 and then the top 45. Uh, the only other entities that have actually done that are, big big record labels so that's taking indie artists and uh, turning them in the artists that everybody loves man that's 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 what daredevil's about and i just couldn't be more thankful for the artists that let us uh that trusted us <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> with not only their babies but with their with their money you know with mm-hmm. their harder money i mean that, that that's that's astounding right there that's that you want to talk about trust and faith like here here's you know here you go let's mm-hmm. let's happen and 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 randy barber and and lexi who works with me here at daredevil like like the it's it's all three of us just really make it rock so that's awesome lexi's like my my right hand at uh at Mm -hmm. daredevil like sometimes i don't know what i'm doing until i ask lexi (laughs) (laughs) right man that's awesome that's a good win it's a a win for you and others that's right. That's right. And we're helping, yeah. we're helping people, man. I just love that. So um, we got a big announcement to make for you. We do. We do. So you want to say it, Charlotte? Let me go ahead and start off. All right. Well, if you like to climb, you will love the Climb Conference. Yes. Yes. We're putting together our first live event. It's going to be in Salt Lake City, Utah. And it's going to be April 13th and 14th of 2018. So this year, when this drops, uh, April 13, 14, Salt Lake City. Uh, our good friend Chelsea Stallings is, is helping us put it together and, and some other people out there. And so it's uh, not just going to be me and Johnny, though. It's gonna, we're having two right. uh, awesome special industry pro guests that are going to be coming out there with us. Uh, one is Chris Oglesby, who's uh, a creative, at, like a song plugger and a creative guy over at BMG Music. Mm-hmm. So they, they've since bought, uh, they have a lot of hit writers over there like Travis Meadows and Hillary Lindsay. And so he's, he's a definite pro as a, a song plugger and a publisher. Then also BMG bought uh, Broken Bow Records. So you got Jason Aldean in the house and that kind of the label stuff going on there too. So he is in a thick of it on Music Row. And then our other guest is going to be Shelby Kennedy. And he's, uh, he's at TuneCore in Nashville. And TuneCore, uh, Johnny can speak to this more than I can, but basically does a lot of online distribution for music and work with artists and stuff, help you get your stuff out there. And so it's going to be the four of us going out there and um, meeting with writers and doing one-on-one coaching while we're there, but also doing big events, you know, teaching, breaking up into groups and, and just basically sharing. If you're a singer, songwriter, indie artist, 
this is the conference for you. So you're going to want to go out there and what do you have to add to that, John? I guess the website and yeah, butter so the, it up the, some more. The, the website is climbconference.wordpress.com. Once again, climbconference.wordpress.com. Uh, you can go there to see, uh, I mean, if you're if you're in that area or if you want to fly out, I mean, come on out. It's going to be a great conference. We're going to do some one-on-one stuff that you can break mm-hmm. out with. Um, and we're going to have a lot to bring to the table just as far as uh, optimizing your marketing game, optimizing your songwriting, mm-hmm. and trying to take as much uh, advantage of every minute that you have to spare to, to put towards this. And um, just a little note on Shelby. I mean, TuneCore, for those of you who aren't aware of it, is, uh, is a distrib- is a I want to call them like an aggregate distributor, okay? So what they do is actually distribute your music to iTunes, to Spotify, to Pandora, to these places, uh, to Amazon Music, to Apple Music. They make sure that it gets there. And other companies that do the same kinds of things are DistroKid, our CD Baby and stuff. TuneCore is like one of the top players there. And I don't want, uh, the reason I wanted to point that out is because I don't want it to be confused with, you know, we'll call Spotify essentially a distributor because they are. They Mm -hmm. sort of distribute it to the consumers right like TuneCore doesn't distribute to the consumers TuneCore distributes to the distributors so that's why we say hey it's an aggregate so they have some amazing software that's like they upload stuff get it all together press a couple of buttons and they have relationships with the legal departments mm-hmm. which I've had to go through you know I've had um with um with Mark Bray I mean we had he had some earlier projects that was kind of a funky situation where somebody else paid for him like seven years ago and he's a really young kid and they didn't have the right contracts with him and they didn't have his permission to use his likeness or his, his songs. And when they found out that he was working with Barfog, they flooded They All of a sudden, it's up everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And, and he did all that and we needed that taken down mm-hmm. because that wasn't, um, he, he didn't do it legally. Right, That's number yeah. one, it wasn't, it wasn't okay for him to do that uh, legally. And number two, it's a branding thing. And through mm-hmm. you know, that aggregate distributor, I don't have to go talk to Spotify. Yeah. I'm just like, hey, check this out. We, we showed them what happened. They had their legal team look over at everything that we said. They talked to the other team and they're like, yeah, we got to take this down. So they took it down. Cool. And, and that's, that's what companies like TuneCore can do for you. Yep. And so, you know, our thing at the climb, we want to help you create leverage in the music business. And part of that is, you know, educating you and connecting you with the pros. You know, that's the thing I'm big on. So Chris will be there. Shelby will be there. Johnny and I will be there live and in person, way more live than you probably are comfortable with. Uh, and we're planning and so, on doing a live climb episode from there. Yeah, we're going to do at least one, hopefully maybe two episodes. So if, if you miss it, you'll be able to hear part of it. Of course, it won't be the same as being there. Uh, but if you're going to be in Salt Lake City or can make it to Salt Lake City, middle of April, April 13th, 14th. Uh, so get, get your game on right before tax day. Forget there about tax day coming up. We'll make you forget about it. Make, hopefully, it'll help you make some money so the next tax day is even more painful. <laughs> <laughs> we, want to, we want to make April 15th really painful for you. That's right, because you made so much money. You, you made so much it. money. <laughs> taking a big bite out of you. That's our goal. All right, guys. Well, that's episode 100. Hey, thank you for listening. Uh, this is a big deal for us. Brent and I are extremely proud of this, uh, of getting this far, and, and we wouldn't do it if we weren't just getting the numbers and having regular reactions. I mean, every, it seems like almost every day, people are joining the climb community. I'm having to go through and, and, and minister that, which I'm, I'm always love doing. That's exciting. So uh, thank you guys, the listeners. If there's anything that you want us to talk about that we haven't been talking about, questions you have about the industry, questions you have about songwriting, business, publishing, whatever, uh, you know, send it in to info at daredevilproduction.com. Once again, it's info at daredevilproduction.com. Production singular, there is no S, and we'll get to it. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing.
And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.